everybody <laughs> so welcome back here again for the crowning series conversations today i'm really happy to be joined by leonie who i know because the universe brought us together on a number of occasions to do quite magical work um i'm gonna say in the between in the spaces between within um earth healing type of work so yeah leonie it's really wonderful to have you here leonie is also known as the cosmic scribe and she's going to be sharing with us more about that and anu shevra lyron name yeah. so welcome leonie you're coming to us from italy is that right portugal portugal yes i think italy were you there before <laughs> no um, no, no, I've actually never visited Italy as a country, but I flew into Europe via Rome, so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Yeah, yeah. okay, Portugal. Lovely. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> lovely to be here. Yeah. Can I invite you to start off just with a brief introduction of yourself and your work? and where you're at right now, kind of thing. Right. Good, I'll do that. I'll try and condense it. I've been around for a while. So <laughs> there's a long story to uh, me actually being where I am today. But thank you so much for this opportunity to share and to be with you and to be in this now moment, which is so precious and at a time that is really important for all of us. I'm very aware that we're going through a process of reunification. So it's the soul families coming together again. That's very present in my field. So I'm really happy to be doing this um, interview with you. So um, about myself, I was born in the country known as Rhodesia, um, which is now Zimbabwe. And I lived a, a beautiful idyllic life it was like paradise for me and then when I was 20 I had an opportunity to come down to South Africa and I thought it would be for three years ended up being much longer I've been in South Africa longer than I was in, uh, in my home country and uh, my, my journey to experience exploring and finding my true self is it really started from when we little you know we're not really aware of it but I know that looking back on my life now so many things that I had happening to me which were part of the the keys along my path which I maybe didn't recognize then but now I can pull all the threads together and see the the beautiful journey that it's been 
Um, I was always very interested as a little girl. I was very interested and very aware of energies outside of the physical realm. I could see fairies. I could see spirits. I could feel energies. I was aware of that. And it was quite natural and normal for me. So only later when I realized this is not how everybody sees the world, um, did it become something mystical for me. Um, I had a spiritual emergence, uh, which at the time I described as a dark night of the soul, back in 1987. It was pretty scary. It was at a time where we didn't have Google, so you couldn't go and check out what's happening with you and um, get on a message board and talk to others to find out what they were experiencing at the same time. But it was at the time of the harmonic convergence, which I only realized later was also quite significant. And although it was probably one of the most frightening experiences of my life, it was the key to set me on my path to where I am today. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, what I refer to as a shamanic death, and it brought about a rebirth and a, another rebirth and another rebirth, because that's for me, in any case, that's how it's been. How it is for me too. Yeah. <laughs> endless rebirths. Yeah, endless rebirths. In fact, uh, you know, I um, say on my website, I'm reborn every day. Mm. And uh, yeah, really appreciative of the experiences and the, and the gifts. Sometimes they're quite uh, frightening, especially if you don't know what you're going through. So you're like tossed around in a sea without a without a, a rudder or an oar or any kind of life raft. But this is what um, forms us in the crucible of life and brings out the, the gifts that have been hiding that we need to bring to the world. Yeah, and, those ones are the best, actually. The ones yeah. with no rudder, no light, no, no wind. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ocean's still... <laughs> Yeah, Sometimes. The, the, the greatest rewards. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Okay. So um, most of that time up until um, I would say 2017, I had um, an experience which fast-tracked me to where I am today. But up until that time, I was, you know, just going along in my life, enjoying having a very good life, a very happy life. Um, was married for 28 years and I birthed two beautiful children who are my crowning jewels. And I have a grandson. Uh, my daughter and grandson live in Johannesburg. So it's really hard for me. Um, Spirit brought me to Portugal in 2020, January, 2020. And I was only gonna be here for three months and um, I thought, <laughs> and then I was making my way from Holland where I'd been to care for a, a dear um, soul family member who's like a daughter to me. And I decided I'll take six weeks to go and visit other friends in Portugal. So I was on my way to Portugal when the, how, what do we call that thing? <laughs> the in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> that uh yeah that uh, sea thing hit the world and i actually landed in portugal four hours before spain closed the border 
Mm. And I'm so grateful for that. I was on a train trip from Paris and that was quite, it was like something out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was <laughs> very surreal. It was a five coach train and there was a driver and four conductors or other staff, myself and one other woman, a young German woman. And it really was uh, quite a surreal journey. But anyway, that brought me to Portugal as the borders closed. And I knew that I was coming to family, soul family. So I had a safe place to go to. Um, and I've been in Portugal since, never expecting that I would be here for nearly two years, yeah. next month, two years. <laughs> so yeah, also a very interesting story on its own. But to, um, to get back to where I am today and what I'm doing, and I think what we're going to be discussing mostly in this interview are the cosmic codes that I bring in. So, as I say, I have two children, my daughter in Johannesburg and my grandson, and I have a son, Kyle, who transitioned in 2017. He dropped his robe and... The journey that I've walked since then has probably been the greatest gift to me uh, to understand the mystery of life and death mm -hmm. and the beyond and the multidimensional nature of who we be. And it was in a shamanic journey that I was doing. I'm, I'm also a shamanic practitioner. And in a shamanic journey that I did for my own answers to this experience and to life and death, I connected with 13 beings of light. And it was totally unexpected because I was going into this journey with specific intentions and questions. And what I experienced instead was the most incredible encounter with these beings. And the first thing that they showed to me were three symbols. And uh, I was still in the shamanic state and I drew them on the desk pad next to me and asked, what is this? You know, what must I do with this? And there was such a lighthearted atmosphere in that journey and they said to me don't worry just meditate on them it's like okay and then we continued and we played we actually played it was like fun and two days later I went into the journey again and I was given a second set of three symbols again I asked what am I supposed to do with them and they said meditate on them mm -hmm. so that's what I did for three weeks, I meditated on the symbols every day. And in that second journey, they, they stood in a circle around me and I could just feel this incredible love that was being sent to me. They were pure light. They appeared as um, cloaked, hooded beings. Um, and I think that was to give me a frame of reference because I hadn't really had this kind of um, experience with beings of this kind before. Mm. Um, and the way they appeared was absolute um, purest light. It's like diamonds. And um, we had fun. And they showed me how to 
be able to move outside of the restriction of the physical body. Anyway, um, then when the code started um, forming within me, I had... Um, Leonie, are those codes <laughs> that you sent me those, right? Yes, those three symbols. Yeah, that's the... Um, I don't know if you want to bring them up or we drop them in. Or... I'm going to say there are these ones here that you can see right now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, yeah. So they're... Um, and I, I really had no clue what to do with them. Uh, what did they mean? I wasn't giving, given any other information save the symbols. But what happened three weeks later, or maybe a, a month later, was quite phenomenal. I read an article from a woman. Uh, I don't follow people, but she's somebody whose work I respect. Mm. And she had an article. And as I read the article, I saw saw the symbolism and the meaning of each of my codes kind of like connected to what she was speaking to. And it was in the correct order and it was with the right kind of information and it just all suddenly fell into place. And I was like, wow, okay. So that was the activation that I needed. And I started um, really connecting with the codes and asking for more to come. In the beginning, and still to this day, I receive what I call an activator, which is a, an image that I see usually in dream time. And then when I wake up in the morning, I create sacred space and I sit with paper and pens, usually gel pens, and I start drawing what I saw in my dream time. And as I do that, the code expands and all the other bits and pieces start to come through to me. Yeah, okay. So that's how I, I render my codes. And um, the, there is a code which you also have. We can show it to the folks now, which I call my um, activator. It was still quite um, primitive, for want of a better word. But what I'm aware of when I look at the progression of the codes and what I'm bringing in. In the beginning, it was like a, a kindergarten or a grade one child mm. drawing a stick man. Mm. And then as you start to practice your drawing, it becomes a little bit more sophisticated until you graduate. So I think I've, I've passed through my matric exams now. I'm bringing in codes that are very, very different to what I brought in in the beginning. But this particular code was my key. I saw every single detail of it in my dream time, every glyph, everything, which was crystal clear. So when I woke up that morning and rendered it on paper, and then I meditated on it, that's what uh, brought in for me the, um, yeah, the expansion of the gift. Oh, that's quite an, an imprint to have you know so much detail come through in a dream and then be able to put it onto paper that's yeah that's good yeah absolutely la it's it's quite a um a fascinating experience and i'll be honest i mean i've brought in more than 350 codes since 2017 and every single one leaves me with my mouth open in awe and uh, I've, I'm really humbled because I'm like, my goodness, 
where did that come from? Oh, how did I do that? You know, so there is definitely a part of me that taps into the morphogenetic field, into the Akash and brings in. And what I realized, I started offering um, personalized soul expression codes because I know that they carry great power and keys and activations for personal expansion, for um, grid work, for specific situations. For instance, when there was a really bad drought in the Western Cape, I heard heal the water, heal the water, heal the water. And the code came in with that. Um, but, uh, oh, backtrack, I lost my thought there. Um, that the um, code, even though I'm bringing it in onto paper, is actually created by the individual. So when I do a personalized code for somebody, it's what they have made and it lies in that field of gold. And I just go in and grab it and put it on paper for them. <laughs> so. I want you to tell me about the one with the elephant, please. How did that? Uh, ah, yes, of course. Okay, so that's a beautiful lead into my big passion, which is the Royal Lyran Project. Okay. Okay, so that was also birthed in the most incredible way by hearing the call of spirit. And I've got a whole storybook about the Royal Lyran project. And when that project was birthed, I really thought it was simply, in inverted commas, simply a call to assist a, a beautiful San family in the Kalahari which I think you know of and whom you are connected to as well. Yeah. So I heard the elder of the tribe calling me and I heard his wife who had also dropped her robe. I heard her calling me. And at that moment, I looked up on the screen and I saw a lioness on, uh, on the screen because I was watching a video of Leanne. And um, suddenly something happened within me. I could hear these voices. I could feel this connection. I was being told, look at the lions, look at the lions, feel the lioness, you know. So all of this was happening. And as I processed and integrated that experience, the Royal Lyran Project was born. And I um, received a code to put out to call people in. It was like a clarion call. You know, do you do you resonate with this? Can you hear the call? Does the name Royal Lyran mean anything to you? And if it does, please be in touch. So the project started like that. And I thought that we would just be collecting some funds and maybe making a visit to the people in the uh, Kalahari. And then I realized, no, this is way bigger. It's actually about preserving ancient indigenous wisdom and it's about doing the earth grid work and the healing. So that elephant code was one of the, it was the first trine. So how that project evolved, um, I would hear names of places on the, on the earth 
And that first trine, I call them trines because they did come in with three points in the beginning. Uh, that first trine was Uluru, Brandberg Mountain in Namibia and Mount Kilimanjaro. And I was like, wow, okay, so what must I do with this? Again, guided by spirit, draw the trines. So I started mapping out the trines on the world map. And then I would ask for a code to accompany the trine. Mm -hmm. And that code was the one that came in for Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm -hmm. So that was the image that I chose with the beautiful Mount Kilimanjaro in the background. And then I would write whatever um, glyph was coming in. So the glyphs are those squiggles, <laughs> the writing. I call it um, Dakini script. Dakini, Dakini script. script. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where that particular code comes from. And, um, well, I might as well carry on with the story of the Royal Lyrans then, because that's also a beautiful progression. Yeah. Um, and where are we in the timelines now? Round about, like, what year are we in your story? Uh, this, I started bringing in the Royal Lyran project in 2018. It was birthed in June 2018. And then I started putting out the call in the September. So and 2018. 2018, yeah, yeah. So today, as we, as we speak, I'm at the 17th geometry for that. Um, I can't call them trines anymore because the geometries have changed. And that was also such an amazing process for me. I was like, oh, wow, where are we going with this? You know, it really, it's like a magical carpet ride for me. Mm. Um, so the first 13 trines that came in, um, I would map them out. And then every now and again, I was guided to to put the maps, the trines all on one map so that I could see it on, on the globe. But not, not too long into the journey, I started receiving points that were outside of the earth plane. So I would, for instance, connect Giza with um, Orion's belt or Mintaka mm. and one other point. And that was really exciting for me, uh, but also a challenge because how do you draw three points <laughs> that are not on a world map? But anyway, I managed to do it. I just used a little bit of creative license. And um, so there were 13 that came in as trines, three points, either on the earth, in the earth, or in the cosmos, somewhere in the galaxy. And with each of them, I would receive a, a code and meditate on that code. At some point, I can't remember when it was, I think in 2019, possibly, I received a personal code, which came, so when the codes come in, they come in with the geometry. I see the, um, the activator key, and then I draw it and it will expand and flow as it must. Sometimes I get a name. I will hear a particular name, um, diamond light body or um, merging heaven and earth, something like that. 
But most of the time, I don't get an interpretation of the writing. I may at a later stage, but generally um, my focus is on the, the geometry and the glyphs, the scribing. But this particular code came in very powerfully with the name, I am transducer. Mm. I was like, okay, so here we go to the next level. Um, obviously, we know what transducers are. It's got something to do with electricity. <laughs> but I needed to go and research and, and see what a transducer is. And it made such beautiful sense to me. So what I do as a transducer, this code is like a huge megalithic structure in the cosmos. And that that's another story that came out with a series of codes that we could see they were connecting. I had a series of uh, 13 codes. And if you put them all together, they actually flowed into each other. But let me not digress. I saw them there as these huge megalithic structures. And as a transducer, I need to bring that energy of that code in to a format where it can be received on the earth and mm. sent out to the earth. Mm -hmm. So I transduce it from its cosmic um, energy, um, signature, whatever, bring it into my body, put it onto the paper, and then I dance them to life. I was shown in a personal one-on-one um, -on -one session with my mentor that I've had a life as an Aboriginal woman walking the land, going walkabout. Mm -hmm. And that all made so much sense. And a lot of uh, dots were connected for me as to why the last, uh, how long is it now? 13 years that I've been nomadic and I've been doing walkabout. I go wherever I can or wherever, wherever I'm called to. And it's to anchor and deposit the codes that I carry within, within my body or that I bring in from the field. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, I am transducer. So where was I with the Royal Iron Project? <laughs> I'm skipping around a bit. Okay. It's interesting. I'm, I'm interested. Um, so now we're in, we're moving into kind of 2019. Yeah. Now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a big year. Yes. I, I had a lot going on that year. Oh, that comes as no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, um, as I was saying, the first 13 trines were just that, they were trines. And then the next thing I bring in a code which has got four sides. So I was like, okay, great. So now we're gonna start working with um, four-sided geometries. Brought in the code for that and just continued to do the work. What happens with the, with the codes for the earth grid healing? I don't specifically ask for them that they land when they're meant to land. Yeah. And that was also something that I learned very quickly in the beginning when I was doing personalized codes for people. Um, I had to say to people, listen, you know, sometimes the code comes in immediately. Sometimes it takes five days. It can take a month. <laughs> and um, we know with the code that we've been doing for your beautiful work, your sacred service, 
it's still in evolving process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys, can you give me a snapshot now as guidance, <laughs> just for now? Because yes, we know it's evolving and yeah. with the directionality. Yes, exactly. And uh, I think we do, we get that because that's what sits in, you know, just on the periphery of our, um, of our awareness. It's there because mm. I felt that code of yours often. It's like, ah, oh, there's last code. And then it's like mist. It just goes. <laughs> so yeah, all very interesting process. Anyway, so, um, can I, can I segue a, a question in to yes, add into the mix of your story? Yeah. Uh, a, a little bit of a, a vase or a, a container to, or, a, you know, uh, what's it called? The banks of a river. <laughs> yeah. um, so now I'm aware that we're moving in the timelines, we're moving into, of your story or when it happened on, in our earth timing, um, we're moving towards the absolute uh, reconsecration of the education system from hierarchy to equality. And we're moving towards the revival or announcement of Corona and the landing of what we are inside now. And so I'm interested to know um, through your storytelling and the evolution of the code, mm -hmm. scribe, you know, the scribing of the code, um, what you noticed, if you can draw parallels through the evolution of the code into what you noticed in the timing of their arrived and, and what was happening in the world with people, you know, um, with with society, with governance. Yeah, I'm very mm -hmm. I'm very interested in that and how how what the code was reflecting, as as and then of course I understand the Lyran project and the the Lyran energy. I know that energy as well. It's a very strong, beautiful um, yeah. collective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but now specifically related to the, the story that's happening here and how, yeah. So that's, that's if you can weave, weave in that way your story, that'll be awesome. Let, let me try and do that. It might be a challenge because I don't have an awareness right now of specific codes that were coming in as we were building towards this. Okay. What I'm very much aware of is that at the time when the, the whole story burst open on the world stage, I was actually not bringing in many codes because my focus was to care for um, my friend in Holland. Yeah. But um, I remember my own personal response to what was going on, I wrote a blog post about it. And I said, do you have Corona? And gave the perspective that I had because I brought in a code quite some time before that, which came in with the name, my crown of life. 
And I was like, when I connected those mm, two, that was. I'll have to have a look. Yeah. When that was, La. It's on my other laptop, so I can't look for it here. Mm. But um, in that blog post, maybe I'll share the blog post with you and then uh, yeah, you know we can true. we can tie up the um, the dates yeah. because spirit guided me right in the beginning to say this is not what you think it is please you know just go within look within this is about the crown of life and i remember looking up the word corona and looking at the etymology of the word and seeing how um, it could be so much more, how multidimensional it was, and not this one thing that is, you know, spelling out disaster for us, but a great opportunity for us to wear the, our crown of life. Eh? Um, so that is, is one code that I can say really spoke to this story that we're, that we're living in at the moment. With the, the grid work, there was definitely um, an intensification of like preparation and going in and clearing things because a lot of the grid work is about clearing stuff that is stuck or that has caused trauma. And in doing that grid work, we, um, yeah, we just open the way for people to clear up their own stuff yeah. and on a collective level as well, you know. Kind of call that updating the timelines, mm. you, you know, like the, because so often the past can be like um, dumbbells around our ankles, <laughs> you know, weights around our ankles and, and um, they're still there because nobody thought to, take them off to, yes. to liberate. Them. Yeah, to look at them and to say thank you for the lesson, but yeah. lesson learned, you know. Because of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of when I met you, when I think when that all of that grid, intensive, intensive grid work was happening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, actually so interesting. And this is what I love about this, the mystery of life that we live in this web. And I always see it as a beautiful web and each of us is a, like a, a crystal, a diamond crystal drop on that web. And when families are connected, they're, they're weaving in that web without even knowing each other because I had a connection to both you and Sai from before when we met, you know, I, I was at an event in, I think maybe in 2013, where you sang, mm. it was a gathering. And then there was a connection with Sai later on as well. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that how we, you know, we're weaving together, creators together. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, Yeah, where, where are we today? Like I said, oh, yes, this is really cool because the progression of uh, 
trying to four-sided. The next code came in as a five-sided and I was like, wow, okay. So we're not gonna hang around with four-sided for any length of time. Mm -hmm. The next one came in as six. And then there was a, a little bit of a lull. I didn't bring in any earth grid codes for quite some time for the Royal Lyran project. And the next minute this download started and I was just receiving information and it was coming at me from all sides. When was that? This was, um, it started the beginning of December, just gone. Yeah, okay. Um, might have been November already, I can't remember. But when it landed fully, I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to draw this out? How do I map this? Because we went from six points to 44 locations. And that was really significant for me because the 44 connected to the 22. I'm very aware of numbers and um, the significance of numerology in the code itself. I was told that even the timestamp of the code um, carries vibration and keys that need to be um, included in whatever else is in the code. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, I timestamp the code 21 is the year, 02 is the month, and 23 is the day, and then the time that, it, that I complete the code, 11.54 or whatever it is. That set of, of um, numbers. <laughs> They're eh? coordinates. They're coordinates, aren't they? Yes. Coordinates. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was like, well, how do I draw a geometry with 44 points? It's just impossible. And I played with it for weeks. I was working with it and looking at it on the map. And, and then on the night of the 1st of January, so it was on that eve of the 1st of January, I saw the geometry perfectly in my mind. And I was like, wow. I started crying uh, for a number of reasons. First of January is Kyle's birthday. He turned 40 um, on this birthday. And uh, it's like the year 22. And there's 44 points it's connected to the 11. For me, it's all about the Hiroskamos, the bringing together of the sacred divine masculine, divine feminine, in perfect harmony and in balance and in beauty. And then I was given the name Crystal Star because it really, when I drew the geometry out, it looks like a burst of star, starburst. And I was told that the um, circle in the center is source. And each of these 44 locations, which were shown to me on the earth, are not only physical locations, um, some of them are sacred sites where there are portals, um, some are vortices, some are where there are sun disks located. So the solar energy thing is also coming in there. Um, and they are also ancient pyramids. So there is all these different 
points. And it took me quite a while to gather the 44. And I didn't know that it was going to be 44. I was just receiving the information and logging it and keeping it in the container for when it was ready to, to be birthed. Hmm. And when I felt I'd come to completion, there were 44 points. So these 44 points needed to all be connected into the central circle of this geometry, which is the, the source of all that is. It's where everything is, and we're all connected to it. Hey, I'm gonna. I want to go sing at every one of those points. Um, yes, help. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I've got such a long that. relationship with the number forty-four, Leonie. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah, I know that wow. I am one of forty-four, and um, we've now got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, my barometer of. Uh, things to pay attention to and to receive the magic of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I would very much yeah. like to do that. That resonates very deeply. Beautiful. I would love that. Yeah. And what, what came through from that um, geometry, it's the 17th geometry in the Royal Lyran Project, was something that I did, which I've not done before. So a lot of my grid work is done with, specific people that I've been working with for a long time, people who felt the clarion call to the Royal Lyran Project, people that I work with in my beautiful, beloved Dragonheart family, um, other earth grid workers, um, some of whom are mutual friends. So this time I was told, contact these people. And I was given names clearly I clearly heard 14 names and I wrote them down and then I said okay is that it and it was like no there are more and I had to douse and feel with my heart through another 53 names mm. and eventually I arrived at a group of people and I sent the, that code and the call to do the work to those people those who needed to be on the mission at the time, the crystal star were there. And I know that there is going to be a phase two and a phase three, and we've already established the next part, which is going to be you singing mm. to those points. And uh, wow, I could actually get emotional. <laughs> get inside the ocean of tears, quick, quick. Yeah, yeah, very quick. <laughs> beautiful Leonie. Yeah. and this is how how it flows and how it expands and how we spiral up into the next sphere of knowingness and receiving the keys in that sphere for things that we maybe have received keys for before but these are the brand new ones <laughs> yeah and that expansion yeah. lovely something that they've and I say they, they, the we that are, the we we are within, <laughs> within all of creation, you know, um, have been saying for, to me for um, a number of years now, I would say 
at a guess, maybe five years now is, um, yeah, we, we're in the time of, of myth-making. This is a myth-making time. We are creating new mythology. We're living myths. We're living mythologies. And, um, and, and that everything is the archetypes are changing. Everything's changing. The, the, the tall ones that have been dressed in particular ways and have been depicted oftentimes um, in the houses of religions and things like that for in certain ways for so long, they're, they're upskilling as well. Everybody's mm -hmm. changing. The, um, the myths are re being reborn. The old myths yeah. are being reborn. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. We're in the age of Aquarius and uh, that, that beautiful energy is there for us to dream the new dream mm. and to, to bring it down. Yeah, bring it in, bring it out, bring it everywhere. Yeah. I want to just um, ask you if you can bring whatever piece of story comes out, um, re the, the other little project that we've done together with the, the Ocean Callers. The Ocean Callers. <laughs> uh. If what I tell you, like what lies underneath that, you know, I mean, I know what we came for, for just backstory for the people watching this. Um, we were, we're calling in liquidity for a new currency, um, which, which has been formed called Elis in Elysios. And um, so we were given guidance to, um, work with the, the creatures of the ocean because of course the currency is the ocean ocean of liquidity ocean of of abundance the natural way of being here on earth um so and and then leone came straight to my awareness as as a person to contact to help to bring in a whale and a shark and a dolphin um yeah so <laughs> What's inside with that with you? Because I, I remember it being a very big experience for you as well. And yeah. very profound it's, and beautiful. It certainly was. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes the codes come in immediately. But for this experience with the whales, dolphins and sharks, when you and I were chatting about it and you asked me, would I like to bring in a code? Immediately, I saw the code in its entirety in front of my eyes. It was like it just dropped down on a holographic screen in front of me. And I was like, wow, clearly I need to do this. I can't, you know, there's no denying it. And I rendered that particular code. And then I went on my own journey, which was an incredibly deep and profound experience for me. And I know that there are many, many threads that pull this particular um, group of codes together. It's very connected to my being here in Portugal. It's very connected to past lives that I'm accessing and 
drawing gifts from and transmuting traumas. And it's, you know, it's all connected to everything in any case, you know, nothing is, is separate. But when I'd done the whale code and I started looking for words to put to it, the oracle came and it was so deep. I was shown that I should use the name of um, whale from the Polynesian indigenous people. So these are the guys that live in Hawaii and in um, the Pacific Islands. And when I started doing that and started looking into the mythology of those people and their connection to the whale, just the most beautiful story came through. And then I did the code for dolphin, did the same process, found some more beautiful magic and gems, and then shark. I mean, I come from South Africa. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm not a strong swimmer. I've had memories of um, tsunamis. I have dreams and visions of tsunamis. So water is very significant for me. But I'm a fire element. And um, even in, in my dragon lyran lineage, I stand on the, um, the power pillar, which has as its base the element of fire. So I'm very much a fire person. Mm. And suddenly this water is coming into my, my field and it's beautiful and I'm loving it. And I'm hearing the call to, I actually heard the call the previous year in August to go to the north of Portugal. I had a very clear dream, um, a night filled with stars and mountains. And I clicked, it's the Serra da Estrela, which is the mountains of the stars. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna head off there. When I got there, I connected with some people, also coincidentally, you know how it works. <laughs> and the one woman said to me, you know that the whales, the council of the whales, gather in the deep oceans beneath the Serra da Estrela mountains. And I was like, totally blown away. I was like, I cannot believe this. And this is where that journey brought me. I found the place, I went to the place. I was in a beautiful little, um, uh, Quinta, a farm of friends, and in those rocks are whale fossils. I could see them, I could connect with them. There was a cave, and that cave goes deep into the earth. And what is even so more magical for me, La, is when I showed this um, photo to my grandson, he'll be 10 in March, but when I showed it to him, he said to me, Oma, you know that that cave goes all the way down to the sea so that you can speak to the whales. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, yeah, this was the, uh, the beauty of those codes. And you planting that seed for me to connect with them and to connect more deeply with their wisdom and what they bring for all of us and especially for 
those who feel the connection to Portugal, Atlantis, because of course Portugal is part of what remains of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's quite convoluted and intricate and beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful story. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anything else. I can feel we're coming to the end of this and our time is, is coming to the end now. Yeah. Ah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Timing. yeah. Oh. I'm getting oh. a, a little ping from my womb. And um, yeah, I'm wondering if, you know, there's... One of the things that I work very deeply with, as I think you may know, is the labyrinth, the rainbow labyrinth. And, and that one speaks a lot to the womb. It's often referred to as a womb. And um, I'm wondering, there's, there's, some, there's some correlation here. There's something, there's something that you've got or that you, you can bring or that you have brought. I don't know if you brought something yet that is specifically speaking to the energies of the womb, the womb of creation. Um, otherwise, it might be still coming now. Might be coming in. I'm getting um, hits as I feel into that. I'm getting hits on some of the codes that I brought in which are stargates. Mm. I mean, that is also a birthing portal. Okay. So it might be something there, but I feel that this is something new, La. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is something coming. I would yeah. like to, we'll, we'll put some images of stargates up here as well, with your permission. Yes, of course. <laughs> some of those things for people. Wow. Okay, so Leon, thank you so much. I know that you're also busy rewriting, same like me, rewriting everything about yourself in, in terms of what the world perceives. So um, if there's anything else that you'd like to add now that um, will assist with that process um, for you, then go for it. Um, yeah, in, in final words type thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, what I'm busy doing, um, I've never really marketed myself. I, you know, I put my work out. I've been on Instagram, but I've actually decided I'm going to bring all my codes and all my blogging because I have two blogs. Um, in fact, I have three blogs. I'm trying to bring them all into one place so it's easier for people to, you know, get the full story of who I be and so that I can bring my gift because that's really important for all of us to be bringing our gifts, to stand in the truth of who we be and to um, access the realms within, without that are um, holding all these beautiful things for us. So I'm probably gonna be focusing myself on Patreon. Um, I have started there, the Cosmic Scribe, and uh, it's still very new and it's, uh, I just, you know, I'm, I tend to be a little bit OCD and I want everything to be perfect and it can't be, otherwise I'll never get it done. 
So I jumped off the cliff and uh, <laughs> my parachute opened beautifully and my page is there and I'm adding to it as I can. Um, so yeah, a lot of my codes, which I would refer people to Instagram, say, go and have a look at my codes. I've taken it down. So um, that would, Patreon would be the best way to see more of what I'm doing. And I would love to hear from people. You know, we, we're creating this together. Mm. It's not about any one of us, but all of us, the we. And um, I'd love to hear from people. I'd love to connect with people and uh, to hear stories as well. I'm a storyteller, so I also love to listen to other stories. Yeah. Um, I'm very grateful to be able to share this time with you. It's great. I feel so much heart. And um, for me, the key word for now is reunification. It's a drawing together and a coming together of, of the tribes. We're, hmm. we're coming together. Yeah. yeah. So really beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And in that, I get straight away again the, the blessed reality that we are living in that is so big time inside with differences and yeah. dual, duality, you know, how the... The, it's almost like the more perfected the duality is, the more perfected the reunification can be. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Wonderful. Um, Namaste, sister. Namaste, sister. Thank you so much for having us here today. Thank you. It's been my joy and my pleasure. Thank you. That's a lot.